sisters meet. I am so glad that you guys have come to spend a little howdy with me today. <laughs> Y'all, I know that I am loved. Uh-huh. Without a shadow of a doubt, Nunu is loved. And I thank you guys for supporting me and for loving me and coming to the gathering every week. Mm-hmm. And I hear you. I hear y'all out there saying, what happened to last week's episode? Honey, I took a break off. I took a week off to edify myself. Hmm. I did not release a podcast episode because I had to steal away to build myself up. I had to make, y'all, some declarations and recite some affirmations. Uh huh. I had to say, Nunu is healthy. Nunu is whole, y'all. I had to do what that song tells us to do. Encourage yourself. I had to encourage myself, y'all. That's what I took the time to do. But thank y'all for checking on your sister. Not everybody can say that they're missed. <laughs> and I'm so glad that my producer, Sister Kathy, gave me a harsh, mm-mm. When I talked about recording content last week, she was like, girl, take a break. Mm-hmm. Thank God for bossy little sisters who operate <laughs> in wisdom. Today, I want to spend a little time chatting about self-care. Mm-hmm. I have an expert with me today, y'all. An expert. <laughs> My admiration runs deep for this beauty. Mm-hmm. Her mama should have named her Ebony Sunshine Hines. <laughs> Her nickname should be Sparkle because y'all, she's a light. Uh huh. She is joy, and her smile illuminates rooms, y'all. She's all things good, and y'all, she is a therapist. <laughs> I'm so glad that I have a front row seat, y'all, a window into her life, y'all. Y'all, y'all need to get y'all need to watch her. Uh huh. You know how they have those lists, somebody to follow or someone to look up to. This is one of those. Uh huh. She's one of those people. If there was ever a picture of gifts making room for it, it's Ebony Sunshine Hines, y'all. Ebony, say hello to the people. Hey everybody. No, no, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> this is my Ebony, y'all. She's so sweet. I mean, she's just she really is a light bulb. I just love to see her coming. Her little voice, y'all. It's something about her little voice. I don't know what it is, but it's just wonderful. I just thank God for this little lady. Ebony, last week, girl, I had to stop and breathe. I promise you. There were some things that happened to some people in my life. Because mm-hmm. I'm an empath, sometimes I, I take on those things. <laughs> I love. And some people even tell me, Nuna, you love to a fault and whatever, whatever. You know, <laughs> I had to stop. Just stop and breathe and take care of myself. I'm not apologizing for it, though. I'm not going to apologize for it, but I had to take care of myself. And Ebony, being a professional, what can you tell us what is truly self-care? I know um, a lot of times we like to think it's getting our nails done or possibly having a spa day. But as a professional, can you help us tell us what is self-care and, 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 and why is it important? 
to our mental health? So self-care, I will say, is what you make it because it's not the same for everybody. So that's why I say that. Um, For me, you know, that may be taking, you know, one or two nights during the week and not just hopping in the shower, but taking some time to soak and do a bubble bath. That might be what it is for me one week. Um, I recently started taking a Sabbath too, probably about two and a half months ago. Um, So that can be self-care. Like spending time with God can be self-care for you because, you know, he knows all the things that we need, what we want in the moment, you know. Um, But yeah, it's what you make it. And it's important for your mental health because um, I know people, you know, say that saying all the time, you can't pour from an empty cup. That is very true. Like if you have nothing for yourself, if you're not building yourself up, how are you going to do it for other people? So Mm. that would be um, my tidbit. Yeah, you know, because last week, I promise you, I have someone that's so close to me, so dear to me, that's having um, some challenges in her life. And I don't know what it is about myself. I'm trying to figure this thing out. I just like to make it right. I just don't like for people to hurt. And sometimes in that, my mm, desire to lighten loads for people sometimes becomes too heavy for me. And so last week was one of those things. And I just don't believe that God wants me to be heavy, first of all. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. last week was one of those weeks where I just had to just shut off. I literally had to take the Facebook app off of my phone. (laughs) I I logged in, but I had to take the app off because, you know, when I see the app, I just go to the app. But I had to take the app off of my phone so that I wouldn't be consumed so that I could have some quiet time, you know, and I know a lot of people see therapy and mental health as taboo. Cause I saw a post today and I was like, Lord have mercy. I don't even want to say what to say about these folks. And they were saying something about therapy or what have you, but I know that a lot of people don't see it as something in our community, I guess I should say as something that we should even focus on, but honey, <laughs> I know that if I had kept going last week, if I had kept going, I think my family would have suffered. When I say suffered, I'm not saying that I would have done anything to them, but just being who I needed to be for them would have not, Mm -hmm. you know, come to uh, pass. It would have not panned out. I mean, so what do you have to say about people who think that this, uh, that mental health and therapy and self-care is all taboo? Um, I think they just need to be introduced to a different perspective. Um, see, for me, I knew like at probably 13, this was going to be it for me. Like that was ever, there was never a detour of any kind or anything like that. I was the kid, you know, when they came in the classroom, like eighth grade classes and was handing out the curriculums and saying, Hey, you know, which path you thinking about going down? I already knew. So, um, I, I came in the door with my perspective already being open and knowing that people need that type of help. Like, cause nobody is without struggle. It's never going to be, you know, if you struggle, it's going to be when, and of course it's going to be different things just because we all live different lives. But I think when people feel like it's taboo, they definitely need a different perspective on it. And they may have not hit a spot in their life yet where they might need um, mental health help or 
um, they may, you know, have come into contact with somebody who maybe didn't have a good experience. It really just depends. Yeah. So as a therapist, one who sits and listens to other people or one who helps people maneuver through whatever it is that they're going through, what do you do? Because as I stated earlier, I had become heavy last week because it was almost as if I was taking on what they were going through. Um, what do you do as a therapist listening to people and helping them maneuver the things when things seemingly get, I heard you say some of the things that you do uh, in the natural, but what is it that you do to keep from being so heavy when those things happen, especially for people like me who are empaths. I'm not a therapist y'all, but I am one who, you know, feels. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You know, because I have another friend who's a who's a therapist and I asked her once before, um, what does she do? And she says, I'm a therapist that goes to therapy. <laughs> I mean, that may not be your uh, your thing or what have you. But what do you do, especially when you sit or what, what could you suggest for people like me who are empaths who who do listen a lot to other people? Um, well, the, I will say as a therapist, what I try to do is for one, I leave work at work. Um, and it's so funny to say that considering the last year has been <laughs> working from home, but mm-hmm. I, I literally have to do, um, I have to put a separation in place, but, uh, something that's helpful for me is to pray over my clients. And, mm-hmm. um, if you not like a Christian therapist, there may not be other people's routes, but that is something that I like to do personally, because like therapy can help. But it's the work you do outside of therapy that's going to initially improve your life. So um, I I definitely try to pray over my clients. I try to be the best possible therapist that I can. But, yeah, I leave work um, at work and I just do my best to separate from it, Um, not to linger, uh, because if it's one thing I try to work with clients on is like, if you can't change something, change how you see it. So like when you asked about how people um, can sometimes think, you know, therapy is taboo or dealing with mental health is taboo. um, It's the perspective hasn't been shifted. So if I can help clients shift their perspective, that's the the best thing that I can do as a therapist for them. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this then when um, people are considered considering therapy I know Mm -hmm. okay I'll say this I know someone in particular who um went to therapy one time Mm -hmm. one time and that was it um what do you suggest do you suggest especially people who don't think that there's anything going on in their lives and they can handle everything do you suggest that people get on you know how we take doctor's appointments and we have like wellness checks and that kind of stuff do you suggest that people you know, on purpose, sit and talk to people, even when things are going well in their life? Or should it be something that we do when something happens? I guess I should say, should we be proactive and seek out counsel often? Or should it be a, a something that you have in your back pocket in case something happens? What do you suggest to people uh, as far as seeing a therapist or, you know, getting their mental health in check or whatever? Or because, you know, like me, I'll say, I knew that it was time for me to take a seat back. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there are other people who may not know that. What do you suggest? Do you suggest they see someone uh, often or that people, you know, it'd be a well check type thing? 
Um, um, I, I like to think of it in another way is maintenance. Uh, that's mm. like uh, something my clinical director introduced me to as far as in terms. Um, <laughs> so if nothing is wrong, I don't think it's wrong with still having someone that you can reach out to and, you know, run things by if you feel like something could go wrong. Like it really, it depends. But um, I, I love that some people do have therapists just in case. And then you have those who uh, I get, ooh, I don't want to say wait until the last minute, but you have uh, some people where unless something is like, in a sense of life and death, that's like, that'll be their, their clue to be like, okay, yeah, let me go talk to somebody. But, um, I don't, I don't recommend that. Like if you start, you know, like feeling stressed about things, if you are starting to feel overwhelmed and it's not just occasional, like that might be a good time to check in, um, you know, but also having a good support system around you. But if it's people that you trust, like if you got somebody around you who can give you sound advice and like, you know, you can trust what they're saying, um, before you go to a therapist, it's good to have those people in place. But if you don't have that, because a lot of people don't, um, it's good to go. Mm-hmm. What do you think about therapy in children? You know, would I you say it. the same thing for children? Tell me a little yeah. bit about that. Children are my heart. If I had to say, like, favorite clients, it's the kids. <laughs> mm. um, like, if they love to share their life with you, especially once they get comfortable. Um, kids... I think they have a different perspective on it versus even teenagers versus adults. So um, once they're comfortable with you, which a lot of my kids, they don't, they, I have rarely come across kids that are not comfortable with me off the bat. Um, So um, yeah. Well, you heard me tell the people that you like joy now. So why, why in the world would the kids not be comfortable with you? You heard me tell the people that. <laughs> it really depends on the situation. Like if, especially oh. like for instance, remember how you said how people have like that taboo type of concept. Um, and you know, you can have parents who can dissuade you to feel a certain way too. So, um, mm. that could be the case where it's like, you know, because I, for instance, I used to, my first therapist job was like in Mississippi. So you got some people who is like, yeah, you need to go talk to a therapist. And then you got others like, don't you go tell nobody our family business. Like, so yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. it depends on the attitudes that they may have been raised around too. But mm-hmm. most kids, yeah, they gravitate towards it. Um, and I make therapy fun. I'm not for the sad. I'm not for the the down. And like, even when my clients are experiencing it, I'm looking for ways to uplift them, to put smiles on their faces and to help them shift their perspective on whatever may be going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I do have another question for you as we get ready to start coming to a close. I think you're so brilliant and I know that you currently work for an agency. So my question to you is, are you planning to go into private practice? I am planning to go into private practice. I got a couple more things that I need to work on uh, this year. And uh, I'm hopeful that maybe the end of this year, maybe the top of 2022, uh, I'll be able to start private practicing. So, um, or at least offer, offering uh, private counseling. So, I'm looking, I'm very much looking forward to that. So, that's a uh, heck yes. 
Yeah, because well, I, you know what, I would definitely recommend you abs. But I do want to before we oh. leave because <laughs> I, I I do want to leave people with something because again, like I said last week was a week that I had to encourage myself. There may be people out there who don't have what I have. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They may not be one who can sit and listen to the father and allow Holy Spirit to comfort them. That may not be their thing. That may not be um, their uh, relationship. Um, But if, if there's someone listening and they're just getting heavy and perhaps they don't have a therapist for whatever reason, what could you give them? What could you leave them? Is there something that they can do at home? I mean, until they can get to a professional or to that trusted voice, trusted ear, what do you suggest, you know, for people who it may be, um, I don't know if acute is the right word, so you can fix it if I say it, if that's not the right word, but it may be a situation where it's just like overwhelmed. What do you suggest they do if they don't have therapists that they can go straight to or if they don't have that trusted work? Because I, I don't know who's listening. What can you give someone who's in a situation as such? So are you meaning like resources or? It can be resources, but say, for instance, you don't have your home. Mm-hmm. And you just have like, you're experiencing a heaviness. What would you tell them to do so that they can, you know, at least come up for some air until they can get to uh, trusted counsel? Or you know, like I said, if they're not into scripture, because there are people who are yeah. not into scripture, I will give them the word. But um, but say for instance, they're not receptive. Um, what would you tell them to do if they have all of a sudden experienced this heaviness, you know, cause like I said, I steeled away, I got quiet, you know, that's what I did because that's what I know to do. I know to declare some things. I know to make some affirmations. I know to tell my mind to line up with, you know, scripture and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But what if there was someone who could not do that, who did not have that? What advice could you give to them? So one of the things I always encourage for is journaling. Um, Sometimes that's one of the most powerful things you can do is to write it down and get it out of your head. Um, And then you can evaluate how to move forward with it. Um, But I love that you sit quiet. Sometimes the quiet helps too. So if you can do both, have quiet time, journal, um, Get in the habit of practicing deep breathing techniques. Um, so because they, they serve as like a relaxation, but they're also a distraction or a diversion rather um, mm. to kind of take you away from whatever it is that's overwhelming you in the moment. Um, and getting in the habit of switching your thoughts. If you ain't thinking the best things, find something positive to focus on. I like to call it changing the channel. Like if you sitting at home and you watching something that's on, you like I don't want to see this. Look at your thoughts the same way. Change the channel. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I remember <laughs> talking to someone um, after uh, my mom's passing away, and um, I was afraid to feel. And mm-hmm. I'll never forget this person. I was afraid to feel because uh, religion had told me that I wasn't supposed to cry and I wasn't supposed to feel and I was supposed to be about mm-hmm. you know, 
know, her going to heaven. I'm supposed to be sad when she comes to the earth. Uh, I, you know, when people come to the earth, I, I get what they're saying, but yeah. uh, separation was painful. And I do believe I was supposed to cry. So after my mom passed away, I didn't give myself the opportunity to feel because I thought that meant I was not spiritual. But I'll never forget a conversation that someone had, someone that I really trust. And I'm so grateful for her. And it's just basically saying the same thing you said when you said change the channel. She said, when she asked me, she said, what's the difference between a positive and a negative? And I was like, oh, <laughs> she said, well, just think about a minus sign and a plus sign. What's the difference? And I said, it's just one line. And she says, so you take that thing and you plus it. And it's basically, she said, you find something, you find something positive. You plus that thing. What good could come out of that or whatever? And of course, at that time, I yeah. couldn't wrap my, my mind around any of that because, again, I didn't allow myself to feel because people told me I was not supposed to feel and I was supposed to be happy that she had gone to heaven. And I get what they were coming uh, coming from and I know they didn't mean any harm. But at yeah. that time, like you said, it, changed you it, it, it wasn't was not what needed. I needed. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It wasn't. And it caused a lot in my life until I found out the truth. It caused me to be in a certain situation. Well, I was because I was angry because I was like, I can't feel, I can't cry. Are you serious? I'm supposed to be happy, yeah. which I believe is erroneous teaching. I do believe that I can rejoice and, um, you know, and I, I can cry, but I don't cry like people that don't have hope. And so I yeah. wish that at the time that somebody had told me, okay, you can cry, but you know, you still have a hope, you know, instead of you ain't supposed to cry at all. But I, back to what you were saying, like you changed the channel, you find something good. That's what someone told me. And so she was like, when you think about this, think about the good things. And then I had another mm-hmm. friend to tell me, you know, just think about, cause I, I focused on the pain the hurt. And she was like, well, think about how that person mm-hmm. would feel if they knew that every time you thought about them, it caused you hurt. So now when you think about them, try to think about the good stuff, not just the fact that they left or that they're gone and try to think about, oh, the amazing memories, the amazing times. And I think that, like you said, I changed my perspective and that, that was like, there was yeah. so much healing in the changing of the perspective. But I just think that we've got to unlearn some things. And I think that's what um, therapy will do for you. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what self-care will do for you. I think that sitting alone, being quiet, will help you to unlearn some things. Because I'll even say this, that people have said that when you're busy, you can't, you know, you just get busy. Get busy. Uh-uh. <laughs> I've heard this so often. Oh, my gosh. Because But the thing is, staying busy for a moment in time, it can be a coping strategy. But at the same time. It's avoidance. Mm-hmm. You don't want to deal with it because it because it is painful. So no, yeah, I want to get away from it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's human nature for us. But after a certain point, you do you gotta sit with the feelings, like let it hurt and let it go. Ah, Ebony, that's good. Let mm-hmm. it hurt. We can't avoid it pain. It's part of life, literally. Yeah. Oh my God. It's painful for somebody. (laughs) Right. For sure. And you know what? As a mom who's delivered some children, that that pain doesn't last that long. It doesn't. (laughs) You know? And then you got all this joy. You kind of don't even think about the pain because you're focusing on the joy that's in front of you. And I guess if anything, um, from this moment, this time that I've got a chance to spend with this amazing, 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 amazing person, y'all. Um, it's just finding the joy, possibly 
finding the joy. And I love what you said about that thing. You know, let it hurt and then let it go. Girl, that's good to me. You could put that on yeah. a t-shirt, Ebony. <laughs> like, I just think about, like, we've talked a lot about your mom. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I absolutely hate that I never got a chance to meet her because she gave me two of my favoriteest people in the world. Um, but <laughs> like there is, a, you know, there really is a type of hurt. It doesn't go away, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that you just get stronger. Like, yeah. the goal is definitely not to get weaker. It's definitely to get stronger. And like some people, that's their goal. Other people. They don't want no parts of it. They okay staying, you know, where they are and just, I mean, letting it hurt and continuing to hurt and like, and it not improving. But then you have other people, it's like, well, you know, I do got to continue on with life. I feel like she would want this. Right. Right. So, yeah. Oh, y'all, I've got some nuggets. I hope y'all receive some nuggets today on the gathering, a place where sisters meet y'all. I'm going to ask Ebony if she'd like, I don't know if, I know she said she's not in private practice, but one day she will be. So Ebony, (laughs) before we go, if people would like to contact you because they received so much from this time that we've had together, is there a way that they can contact you? Yeah, they can add me on Facebook at Ebony Hines. Uh, If you look in the bio, you'll see Mental Health Advocate, so you know it's me, and you'll see a bright (laughs) smile on my face. Uh, And then Instagram is Ebony Sugar without the R. So E-B-O-N-Y-S-U-G-A. And that's how you can reach out to me. Yes, y'all. I told y'all I got a seat, y'all. I got a front row seat into her life. I'm so excited about what God is doing in her life. And I'm so excited that she's on the side of making sure that we take care of our minds because we focus so much on our physical bodies and the health of our physical bodies and not of our soul. But it's so important that we nurture that part of our body as well. So sisters, y'all know it's time for me to go. Y'all know we don't stay that long. So next time, y'all, y'all tell somebody to join join us and tell them they can find The Gathering, a place where sisters meet on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. I'll see y'all soon. Bye, y'all. Thank you, Ebs. You're welcome. Love you.